All right, so we're back here once again on the Couch Coach Live. Another Wednesday night under the lights. We're here on another Wednesday. We got a special guest in the building. I got Jordan Long. We go speak with you. What's going on, Jordan? I would have been a lot happier had you know CU showed up against Oregon and you know the Broncos gave up seventy points. Other than that, I'm good. Yeah, what's going on, Maui? What's up, man? Another week, you know. Yes, sir. Excitement, yes, sir. You know. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. We got think, another great show. How you doing? Good, yeah, man. Doing? Just you know, working, man. The same old, you know. Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah. How you doing, Jordan? Yeah. I'm good, man. Let's go. It's all good. It's all good, Jay. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, tonight, so we'll talk about the breaking news tonight of uh, right. Dame Lillard getting trade traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, we'll talk about the state of the Denver Broncos. Pretty much, kind of talk about what happened on Sunday. You know, you know, we we'll talk about that, and then you know, pretty much what's next for the Broncos. Obviously, we know what's uh, obviously next. I uh, did against the Bears, uh, potentially. The Kayla Williams potentially uh, battle, the Kayla Williams bowl potentially. So we'll talk about that, and then uh, we'll talk about Colorado's loss um, to Oregon. Uh, Dan Lemming, Dan Lanning's comments, and um, and just you know, all, and everything, all all things that uh, Colorado Buffaloes. We'll talk about our game to to watch this weekend. Do our picks. And uh, do a game ball, and you know that's pretty much what we're going to talk about tonight. So we're going to do go keep that intro, and we will be right back here on uh, Couch Coach Live. Again, so uh, and I, I got big Kirko on three man, crazy. But hey, that's how it is in this NFL landscape. So before we get started, uh, this week's Couch Coach Live is powered by the good folks at SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com, use the promo code Couch Coach to get yourself twenty dollars off on your first purchase. So pretty much, you got so many games this weekend. Just down the future, hey, go to SeatGeek. What a game you want to want to get. I get you twenty dollars, hey, you know, and um, get you, you know, get you all sit, situated for your, you know, the games and the events that you that you love to go to. I got you covered. Give you twenty dollars off at checkout. So we never got to talk about Dame Lillard. So obviously, um, the Woj bomb um, happened. So uh, this afternoon. So you know, fi- figured it, it was it was about time because obviously training camp is like I thought well, like next week or the next you know I think it is next week I'm thinking about it so that and then so we kind of figured and we knew you know Dave essentially wasn't gonna you know wasn't gonna be with the, with the Patrol Blaze even if he was on the roster he wasn't gonna be a part of the 2023 2024 plans for the Blazers so um, in typical fashion 
Woj hit us on hit up hit us with a Woj bomb this afternoon. So, um, so Damian Lillard goes to Milwaukee as a part of a three-team deal with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, and Tumani Camera, and a 2009 unprotected Milwaukee first round and unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 2028 and 2020 2030 to the Blazers. And the Phoenix adds Yurkic, Grayson Allen, and Nasia Little and Keon Johnson to the frame. So, fellas, I want you guys thoughts on this three-way deal. Um, who was the biggest winner in this? And I just want to hear your thoughts on this trade. I'm gonna go with you first. Um, Jordan, what you got? Obviously, the winner is Damian Lillard. He was chasing a ring. I thought, honestly, he'd end up with the Heat. Obviously, that didn't happen. I thought maybe he would stay with Portland until the trade deadline. Obviously, that didn't happen. But if you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they're a top four seed every year, especially with Giannis Antetokounmpo there. So he's just chasing a ring, and he figured, you know what? Why not have a chance to win it with, uh, you know, Milwaukee? So that's where Damian Miller heads. I also think that, uh, you know, the Suns probably got a little bit better with Yurisov Nurkic, now he's going to play center for them, and I think he's a little bit more um, athletic than DeAndre Ayton. Ayton's just one of those guys that can play down low and rebound. Yursov is more of a um, – I'm going to compare him to really Nikola Jokic, that type of player, because he can rebound, he can score, he can hit the outside shot. I'm not comparing him saying he's as great a player, but I just think the Suns needed a versatile center, and that's what he brings to them. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what you got, Malik? Um, if you don't, you don't mind, Coach, could you read the um the trade one more time too for me? Okay, I'm sorry. So, so Damian Lillard goes to Milwaukee, right? Right. So Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, and Tomani Camp Kamara. Kamara, okay. Um, uh, in a 2029 unprotected Milwaukee first and an unprotected Milwaukee swap in 2028 and 2020 2030 to the Blazers. And then Phoenix gets uh, Yosha um, Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Okay, I'm giving it to the Suns. I think the um, one thing about the Suns, we were all saying that their bench was kind of funny, and I think they're starting to build their bench now. I think they wanted to get rid of Aiden anyway. And um, I do not like the fact that they gave up Holiday, that the Bucks gave up mm-hmm. Holiday as a guard. You know, I just I don't like that. And no offense, I like I like Dane, and I know Dane. I wanted to get out, or you know, he I don't think he really wanted to get out, but they needed to get out. I just I don't like him with the Bucks, because I feel like the way, only way the Bucks won a championship was because, uh, like I said again, with PJ Tucker, they basically got the same team from then. Am, am I wrong with that? They basically got the same roster that they had uh, when they won the championship. It's just that PJ Tucker's not there, and I felt like. When they did, when um, Phoenix was doing the pick and roll, Holiday and P.J. Tucker was able to switch on defense, which made Chris Paul have to work harder, which he got injured, and then made Booker get have to work hard also. So I just wish they would have kept Holiday. You know, I wish they would have tried to keep their somewhat their nucleus, but I guess they couldn't. So I really like the Phoenix Suns as the biggest winner. I, you can you can say um, for the loan. You could say Portland got it with those picks. Going with the Phoenix Suns, and I really don't like the trade. I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I don't like it either because, I mean, yes, you had to give up a lot, but you're only basically, if you're looking at Portland, you're swapping many guys for one player. That's it, right? 
Yeah. I, I think the um the biggest one, obviously, you know, the glaring one is going to be Milwaukee. I mean, you get a guy like a right. Dame Lillard there. Right. You, you bring that scoring punch. It kind of alleviates Giannis from being – and, you know, from being like the leader, just carrying them on their back. You got a guy like Dame Lillard. And then in clutch moments, you know who's going to take the final shot. It's going to be Dame. Right. But I do mm-hmm. like Portland. I do like what Portland did because now I think you can flip Drew Holiday for something else. So mm-hmm. this is where I look at the trade for them in a sense is kind of incomplete because I think they could get a – I think a contending team that may have a young fringe all-star potential, a young asset that they mm-hmm. can flip for him. I mean, I, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. This is just, I don't know. I don't know as far from a salary cap angle. Maybe you could, right. maybe a Tyrese Maxey could go, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a shit, you know, as far as Philly right. pulling that trigger. And then you think about coupled with that. I do like DeAndre Aiden going there. And then, you know, if you think about it, that's more of a hypothetical situation if um, Maxey, you think about him and then Scoot Henderson in the backcourt. I think that'd be kind of interesting, but I'm just saying, like, I do like what they're, what Portland is starting to kind of do, because obviously, you you know, you get rid of Yerkich, and you also get rid of right. uh, Dame. So it's kind of one of those where uh, this team is is they're rebuilding, but I think right. you, there are some pieces that they can build upon that they got currently on this squad, and I think that Drew Holiday, I think they could flip him for something else. I kind of think the Bucks too. Um... Might be a little nervous because I don't think Giannis is happy. They got a new coach too, right? Yeah, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Right. So I think they, you know, they could probably sense maybe Giannis maybe a little too happy. And they're giving him everything. Like somebody said, I think he is both his brothers playing for them. Yeah. I just looked yeah. at the roster and I was like, it don't really make me. I mean, there's some potential there. It don't really like just hit me like, well, damn. You know what I mean? But I do. I'm gonna tell you something, Jordan. I think. Every team has to start looking at the world champions and look at how they have to be balanced and how you, mm. you know, say it in some type of way. I think, I think um, the Nuggets are the new NBA, if, if, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense because I mean, we are balanced scoring wise. I mean, yeah, Jokic, you know, gets his triple doubles, but right. we're still we have uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, Jamal Murray, we have Aaron Gordon, who all pretty much have the same type of stats, game in and game out. So it makes sense. That's the way to build it. But for Milwaukee, I mean, I can see where you're going with Maui because you did get one player, Damian Lillard. The question is, is how is that bench going to perform? Because we know Giannis is going to have his points. Is that going to make Giannis happy to stay past this year? I really don't know. It just depends on how far they go in the playoffs. Right. And Grayson Allen gave them a meanness off the bench. Which mm-hmm. I think is really going to help Phoenix out, also. And then he he's a champion too, you know. It's just a lot of little things. I think all around, I think it's something extra for Giannis. But I think Giannis really needed somebody to um, more or less back him up on it from a defense standpoint. Um, and don't get me wrong. And then no offense, Lillard gets hurt. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He, yeah. This means and Middleton gets hurt. You know what I mean? So what happens if both of them are hurt? I mean, that's the thing. That's the you never know because, like, right. like Giannis gets hurt. Like, you know, like yeah. you look at what happened this year, where I mean, he literally, I mean, he came back too late, you know, against against Miami, where right. you know they could have actually did something. But yeah, everything is really contingent on health. Like, and if everything goes to fray, this is you know one of the, one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference, right? For sure, right, right, right. So. 
let's talk about you know and and and, and it's funny so this wasn't an intentional thing like as far as talking about because jordan's gonna be on here regardless because i know we wanted to talk about um some other stuff but right. these things has progressed unfortunately two things kind of came at once so it was no pun intended, but it was like an avalanche of things um, that happened this weekend in, in, in the world of Colorado sports. So we got to talk about first um, the Denver Broncos. So essentially, um, obviously, if you know, pretty much not to kind of beat a dead horse, we know that the Broncos did lose 70-20 um, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, the, they essentially, Miami tied for second. As far as most points scored, it's the most highest point scored since 1966. Um, obviously, historical standpoint, the Washington Redskins did score 73 points and uh, 72 <laughs> points um, versus the Giants in 1966. So, um, guys, you know, three points short of, um, you know, of being a part of the record books. But so, I just want guys want two, two, a two part question for this Broncos situation: Who was the blame for this loss, and uh, what's next? For this Broncos team, so I'm gonna go with you first, Jordan. What you got? I, I honestly, if you look at the game as a whole, I was rooting for um, the Dolphins to actually get the record. But honestly, it's our defensive coordinator, it's Vance Joseph. You look at the game and the second half, he made no adjustments. That's happened in the Washington game. You guys scored 18 straight points, or yeah, 18 second half points on us to take the lead. You look even at the uh, Raiders game the first week. He made no halftime adjustments. And you give up 70 points. But I can tell you, watching that game, especially in the second half, the defense did not want to be out there. They flat out gave up. That's just a bad president. I'm not blaming, you know, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's doing a fine job with the offense. It's Vance Joseph. Joseph, you can tell the guys don't want to play for him. And they gave up 726 yards of total right. offense to right. Miami. And honest, Tua Tagovailoa was awesome in the game. He was 23 of 26 passings for 309 yards, four touchdowns. They didn't even sack him once or bring pressure. So blame has to be on Vance Joseph just because he has not made any second – he didn't make any second-and-a-half adjustments last week, hasn't done it in the last couple of weeks. What you got? What you got, Mal? Your thoughts, man? By you being a Colorado fan, you just messed up my whole take. So, because <laughs> that makes perfect sense that it was the defense. But I'm just going to say this: I'm blaming everybody because even with the, I'm blaming everybody. I'm blaming the coaching. I'm uh, Sean Payton too. I'm blaming the captains. You should never let it get that high. You have to make motivate your team some type of way of not to give up. Even when you see the total, it got to the point where you know you're going to lose, but you still mm -hmm. put effort regardless. Even if your a defensive coordinator looks like he's all over the place and he don't know what to do, your captain is supposed to come say, hey, fellas, let's get together. Let's talk. Let's do what we need to do. Me, you, and you, we need to connect. Let's not make a fool of ourselves. They're not making any more. Once they hit like 40, they're not making any more points. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. we're going to really have to start not – you know, headhunt, but we're going to really start to start hitting them. Like, some of the tackles was just like, man, they just really want to be out there. you got to be out there. you got to have some type of pride. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to. You know what I mean? So, I'm giving it to everybody. you gotta put I, your, I, you got to put your foot down and say, man, we're, we, 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 we the Denver Broncos. We play in the NFL. And 
I'm a part of this team, but man, we got we we got to respect ourselves. We got to look ourselves in the mirror. You can't always be the ones on the field because something like this, we'll mess around and not even be on the field no more. Be somewhere else, you know. That's basically what it looked like, and I can tell you that uh, they were missing uh, from a leadership leadership standpoint. They were missing mm-hmm. their leader on defense. I'm not making excuses for it. Yeah. Justin Simmons, our our um starting safety was out. Right. I can't remember what injury he had, but that's the guy who's really the leadership. I don't know who the leader is on defense when, you know, Justin Simmons out there. We've got veterans in Randy Gregory, right. uh, the, the Clark guy we got from Kansas City. Right. D, I mean, we have veterans, but where is the leadership? That That is definitely a question to me. Where is the leadership on defense? Because I saw hey. nothing. And even on, uh, you know, offense, the leader's supposed to be uh, you know, Russell Wilson, but where was he saying, you know, right. let's calm, calm it down. I definitely agree with you. It, it is on everybody. And and I think that's part of Russell Wilson's um, character is being that way. Sometimes like for you to evolve, you have to show your dark side. Like mm-hmm. he needs to get, I, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe he do, but it seemed like he needs to show that dark side of him. Like, man, let's fucking go. Let's do it. You know what I mean? We, we, when the last, have you ever heard him say something like that on the sideline? <laughs> I, I have not. I, I mean, not right. Bronco for sure. Right, no, definitely not. I mean, right. That's a lot different than when we saw Peyton Manning come here because Pey- right. Peyton Manning would get in people's faces. I don't know if Russell Wilson's scared of Sean Payton or scared of talking to his teammates, but it's definitely right. I don't see him going into anybody's face. You're just supposed to be the leader of the team, right? So my question yeah. is, what kind of coach would you say Sean Payton really is? Is he a quiet one? Is he in your face? Is he a manipulator from behind the scenes set you up? Like, like what kind of coach you think he is? Or he's like just think, a, 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 um, in your, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine, Maui. I, from what I've seen, he's not a guy that's going to get in your face. He likes to converse, but he's not a fire up rah rah guy. He's more of a quiet leader. Right. But I don't, I didn't see that when he was in uh, New, New Orleans. He's, he just mm. seems like a different coach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So one more thing. I, I call this karma. Like, no offense. I feel like tomorrow's an, a new day. That's why I wanted to tell you. To, it's, don't even look at the 70-20. Just look at it as a, you're zero and three, right? It's a loss. And I think, like, it's karma. I think the since the Super Bowl, there's been a lot of controversial things being said about the organization from mm-hmm. the Miami coach. I mean, the old Miami coach that said that um, remember when he was supposed to be interviewed and he said he felt uncomfortable? Yep. And a lot of, um, even last year coach, a lot of people, this gives them a chance to throw everything and say, hey man, y'all shouldn't have treated that coach that way. You need to start looking at blah, blah, blah. So I think right now they should be having a conversation about, man, we need to change this around. They had, we had a horrible September, but October is right there and that's when it's really time to move forward. And the nice thing is, Mal, we are 0-3, and, and we're still – I mean, it's the season's not over. A lot of Bronco fans, right. and I know the media is saying the season's over. I look at it going, you know what, we're 0-3. Yes, we've been down this road before, but there's so many weeks that we can improve on. And honestly, the AFC so far this year, it's still a chance for us to get back in the playoff race. Right. No one's, like, completely hitting it out of the water, except for right. the Dolphins, obviously, at 3-0. and That can change overnight, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot. I mean, obviously, I think, it, like you said, y- y'all talk about karma, but part of me is Sean Payton. Because, like, obviously, I talk about, you know, the situation. He talked about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, oh, well, that's the worst coaching job ever. That's coming back to bite him in his ass yeah. because that's something, you know, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, and, and from the coaching world, 
you're not supposed to say that. That's 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 your con. Yes, your that's somebody within your own fraternity. You don't you don't right. stuck like that. And then even the situation with him talking about Russell Wilson, well he need he need to stop you know kissing babies this day and the third. Pretty much calling him soft from the jump. And then even mm-hmm. after we played y'all, did, was it y'all or, or, or we played y'all or was it against them against um the Raiders? Well, he said, well we might need to bring back the wristband. That was after we played you guys because it okay. was a lot of uh, yeah. He couldn't get the play into um, Russell Wilson for him to go into yeah. the um, huddle and say it. And that, I think that was part of our second half collapse against you guys is because yeah. we didn't have time to sit, you know get the play and go through his cadence. And that was one of the main differences. He definitely said he would have a wristband. I think he actually had the wristband on, but obviously it didn't matter. Didn't right. help. And two, I think it's like you said, to your point, it's Vance Joseph. I think it's one where, you know, you look at the adjustments, and I, you know, even though we talked about, you know, our game two weeks ago, there was no adjustments. I mean, you know, we, you know, I, even going back to, you know, even even back to the Raiders game, you know, because you know the second half y'all was rolling, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Raiders came back. So I, yeah, it's definitely going to fall on uh, Vance Joseph. I mean, considering the fact, you know, just the fact that. I don't, I don't know if essentially like the, they've lost the locker room or what have you, but the ultimate cure, like I said, as I opened, as I teased earlier, you got the Bears. So to me, if it's it, so, if okay, they have so many issues. Obviously, with the situation with the defensive coordinator uh, resigning out of the blue, I, that you know, I, I ain't gonna say why, you know, because it's that official, but you know, for but. Him leaving and then Justin Fields pretty much throwing this coach is under the bus and then obviously them getting routed last week um, against the Chiefs. So this is the ultimate cure. I mean, if it, to me, this is where, hey, you can kind of get yourself back together, especially now, you know, if you can get to one and three and then now just week in and week out, you, you know, you, even though you, you lose to Miami and then you lost to the Raiders as well. So you, But you still kind of can put yourself in there because you look at now, the Chargers, I don't know, you know, this, you know, with them losing Mike Williams the other day, they kind of shaky at best. I mean, I don't know. The Chargers, they, they're another one where they're just the most, they're another funky, weird team. But there's opportunities, and then obviously with the Raiders. So, I mean, yeah, you can turn it around, and 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 if you if you take care of business, the Chicago, yeah. But the next two games should be one of them. But if Chicago, I mean, if, yeah, if you lose to Chicago, Jordan, look at start looking at USC film for the rest of the year. Pretty much. But the next two weeks, I look at it make or break because you do play Chicago. Obviously, their their offense is atrocious, and you laid out the problems with their defense. And then you have the Jets, which I thought was going to be a harder game, but it's not now that you don't have Aaron Rodgers. So if we can right. potentially win those two games, yeah. we're sitting pretty at two and three. Okay. Like I said, it's, it's October. Yeah. You can go. You can literally go through September, and you can lose three games. You can be zero, zero and three. But if you can go in October, man, and say be three and four, that's a whole nother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's, I tell everybody that. Like I got a Cleveland Brown um, buddy of mine that always called, and he be so hyped when it comes to September. And I'm like, bro, you need to brag when you're in October going into November, you know what I mean? Because a lot of veterans really don't start really moving into October, you know? But I'm going to say this too, Jordan. Seriously, 
they got to look in the mirror because the Broncos should not be the wor- one of the worst teams in Colorado. You know what I mean? Like, the Nuggets don't want a championship. Like, you know what I'm saying? Of course, the Buffalo, you know what I'm saying? Um, Colorado Buffaloes are doing well. Regardless, they still – the Broncos can't be there. They've got to look themselves in the mirror and say, hey, man, how can we change this and make this better than what it is? It's been horrible for like the last two, three years. It has been. Well, ever seven, since we uh, – what was it? The After we won the Super Bowl in 2015, we were 9-7. and seven. That's been our best – Finish right. and it's just gone downhill. I think we've gone through, let's see, Vance Joseph, uh, fake Fangio, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. We're on our fourth head coach since then, right? That's right. Yes, he was our head coach. Oh my god, mm. I forgot about that too. He was our head coach back in the day. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. So it's okay. I mean, it's easy to forget considering we haven't been good, so yeah, yeah. So let's, let's shift our focus to. Um, and the, the the true Colorado fan at best, I, I think God probably remember you, Joe. I think we first met maybe like three, four years ago, probably like during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. he's the only person I know that has has followed Colorado football from the you know from the start. And I think even back then, I think should I say his name, Bill Tucker. Oh, you know, that guy. He was anything, yeah, um, we we won't get into that. That's be that's for another show for another time. And uh, but yeah, even back in those days when Mel Tucker, when he left, and it almost felt like he was the most hated man in Boulder when he, you know, kind of up and abruptly left. But yeah, Joy's been around for all of that. So, um, definitely want to talk about. Obviously, I know we were talking about the lost organ. Obviously, uh, the forty-two to six loss. I do want to talk about it in the two prongs. So we'll talk about the loss, and then we'll talk about Coach um, Dan Lanning's um, comments. So obviously, um, you know, so the two comments that I really want to kind of address in, in this talk was um, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Right. And quote-unquote Cinderella story is over. So, Jordan, I want you to talk about that and your thoughts on those two topics real quick. You know, he didn't need to go into the clicks. We, the thing is, is yes, the Cinderella story was over. But honestly, going into Oregon, I figured this would be a loss only because, you know, you look at what we have in the, at the University of Colorado. We're just a team that's on the rise. You look at Oregon with Bo Nix. Their team is veteran. Yeah. I was not surprised that we got shellacked. I expected a loss. I know that's bad of me, but I expected just because – you know, I think since we've been in Pac-12 play, we've beat Oregon once, and I can't remember what year that was. But the fact of the matter is, is the Ducks are – they're a veteran team. They're looking at the playoffs. Right now, we're just thinking about going bowling. I mean, we're, what, 3-1? and one? I mean, I, if the season were to end right now, I'd be happy because that's two more wins than we've had last year, the last few years. So the thing about it is, is it is what it is. It's a loss against Oregon. I think next year, once we play them, we'll be better just because Shador Sanders will have another year under his dad. We'll have a better idea of what this what the system is that uh, Prime Coach Prime's gonna, you know, run. I, I'm not worried about it. The thing is, is Oregon's just a veteran team. Again, they're looking at the college football playoff, and we're looking at a bowl game. Right. Yeah, I know that's um, you know, when you think about it. So I do have to ask you a question, Jordan, real quick. So you talk about next year. All right, 
is Cormani McClain going to be a part of this Buffalo team next year? That's what they're saying. I I mean, he hasn't played a whole lot. I think he's been – I don't know why he even came to Colorado, but he hasn't even played. So – but I, I hope so. I mean, you want to you wanna play for a winner, and Coach Prime is a winner, regardless of what happens. So I, I hope he's part of the team. But if he's not, so be it. Right. Yeah. What you got, Mal? Your thoughts? Um, start off, I think he is. I've been following that too. And um I think he just need a rude awakening. I think um I think I think Coach Prime was keeping it as as quiet as he could, and then he's giving him an, another way. So I threw something out to the media. How are you gonna take it? I'm gonna try to motivate you this way. I try to do it this way. And so I did it like this. What you gonna do? Now he he did um tweet something, but then they said in practice today you could see a complete different side now he's being who he is like you know i don't know what is he most likely got some money right i believe so yeah so how much who knows right so he got that money they out there the cameras and this this and that like you just you lose it you know what i'm saying you lose your your focus but you you gotta fight through that and, and and stay afloat you know what i mean and ain't no telling man like one thing about like athletes they prima they could be prima donnas and Oh man, I don't like them. It's just a lot of little things. He probably think it's politics, but he got the opportunity. When Hunter got hurt, they need him, but he's mm-hmm. got to put forth effort. If he ain't playing, you know, you, he's got to look himself like, what did I do wrong? Why would he not want him out there? There's something going off off the field. I, I'm not exactly sure because a lot of uh, Denver media has even said, well, he needs to be out there, and maybe if he right. was out there, the Oregon game, Oregon game would have been a little different. Right. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But we, you need him out there. Well, you know, and then like, like I was watching somebody. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead, coach. You say? No, no, no. You go. You go. I, what I, what I, what I saw somebody say is it may be he may be the best, but he's not putting the effort in. He's not doing the little things. And why would I? Why? And that's the difference between pros and, and being at college. Why would I play you, even though you're better than everybody? But these other players that's putting forth effort, they don't even have half your talent. But I would rather have them there than have you there, and you don't even know what you're doing. You're just working off what you think. You don't know the schemes. You don't know – you know what I mean? That's crazy. But That's yeah. exactly uh, why he's not playing, 100%. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's right. what he said. He said pretty much he's not, you know, like clocking in the hours for watching film. He's like, well, I would be a fool to have him on the field and don't know the scheme. So, yeah, he, right. I mean – yeah, I hope he gets it together. I I really hope he does get himself together, and because he's don't you know don't you know it's a, a terrible you know if he 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 to make the best of the situation. I definitely right. think he should definitely make what's best of the situation because um he's gonna learn from one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. So why you know, and I hope he don't go to the portal route. I'm just gonna go somewhere, right. you know, do his thing because I don't know he's from Florida, so. You know, you look at that type of situation, but um, but even going back, I'm I'm sorry, can I say one more thing? You know, what it remind me of you, you remember the movie Drumline, where mm-hmm. uh, Nick Cannon couldn't know, didn't know how to read music, and the guy was uh-huh. like, and then, and I feel like this is the same scenario where you're not doing the small things. You got to a certain point. This is why you're here, so we could take you to the next level. So when you go to where you saying you want to go, you'll be. Rather than being a two, three year guy, you most likely can get you seven or eight years because of your preparation. Yeah. Um, so go back. So going back to yes, it was more so his preparation. Right. I just hope that he can just 
take advantage of this opportunity because these type of situations aren't going to fall into his lap. I know he can probably go to any school in the country if he does go into transfer portal. Right. I say stay in Colorado, especially teaming up with him with Travis um, Hunter next year. Or, you know, even this year if he get his act together. So I think, like you mm-hmm. said, just a warning for him. Uh, right. Obviously, the, the loss of Oregon, I, I expect that was going to happen. I mean, right. I figured that I mean, because you got to think about it. You talked you talk about the Jordan, too, as far as experience. I mean, you like Bo Nix, probably – I think by far it's probably the most experienced college quarterback that's in that's in the FBS for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, so you look at that, you know, he's played big time in the SEC. And then uh, people fail to realize the trenches, that was the difference because you have organs uh, as fact as, as pretty much when it comes to putting guys in the NFL, they're almost like a damn near farm system. Mm-hmm. So you and they're gonna have guys playing on Sundays on both ends of that of, of the um other Offense and defense. So that really wasn't expected because we knew going to this game, Colorado was deficient in both of those areas. So, and you, and obviously you can tell even in this game where they were just getting gashed. Um, the Dan Lennon thing, landing thing, I didn't, I didn't take too much stock in it. I think, but people got to realize coaches, that's, that's what makes coaches in an essence kind of a sociopath in a sense, not like in a negative way, but that's what coaches have to do to get themselves motivated. Like he said, you know, the, you know, as far as the clicks, we, we, you know, for wins, but we know Oregon. That's a hypocritical statement. All coaches, right. in a sense, are hypocritical. We know mm-hmm. Oregon has a thousand uniforms. Right. People want to go to uniforms so they can to go to Oregon so they can look fly. The Cinderella story, that's just the hyperbole, and it it just it is what it is. It's gamemanship. That's what that's a part of it. Almost, I think about it like what happened with with on Sunday, on um, Saturday with Ryan Day and um, Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz, even at eighty six years old, people think he a little loopy, but he was dead right up on Ohio State. Right. But Ryan Day was so defensive about it, but it was the truth. So that's the thing where it's like coaches, they they have they have to have that socio sociopath type of mentality when these things happen. Like, yes, he got called out for it, but it is what it is. And like, mm-hmm. and we know, you know, people took it to heart. I'm like, dude, it's just, it's a part of the game. Move on. Coach is going to say what they got to say. So that was my thought on it. So um, let me speak on Dan Lanning. I, I didn't have a problem with it. The thing of it is finally, cause I'm a, I, I'm a Jordan. I'm sure you understand. I love professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And finally there was a coach that said, I understand what's going on here. So I'm going to show a character of it. The Biden that we about to have a, these, these, this team is bringing 9 million views every game, right? So I'm going to take a piece of that and it's a home game. So I'm going to entertain and be a part of those clicks. Even though he said that, that's exactly what he wanted to do. That's why you say it. You know what I mean? That's what he wanted to do. He wanted the people to know who he is. He wanted people, he know everybody's watching. You know what I mean? And then the blowout, like I'm watching it now. It's at home. Like and to beat a team like that at home, it, it takes a lot. You got to be damn near perfect. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have a problem with it. I felt like he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He wasn't disrespectful. He didn't say anything underlying like the guy before. You know what I mean? Um, the week before. And, um, and then, you know, and that's really it. I don't know. It's yeah, congratulations. I had no problem with that comment. It was a comment that he said in July that I had a problem with, where he oh, said, where, do you remember them winning anything? And I'm sitting there going, we went to a couple of bowl games. We 
the Colorado football team. Right. I th- I want to say it was a COVID shortened year where they we ended up going into the Pac-12 championship game. I does he not remember that? That was the comment I had a problem with. But yeah. with what he said before the game, I had nothing. He was trying to motivate his team. I was fine with it. But even that, even him saying that, because he said over summer, right? They did not know that that Dion was this was going to happen. Like something as, right. as big as this was going to happen. So you got to take a piece of that shine. You got to take a piece of that. If you have that opportunity, you know what I mean? You have to. So I'm not knocking it. Great, great, so great entertainment. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's part of the game. And like, mm-hmm. I, that's why I never, you know, everybody took so much stock in it. It's all good. So I do want to talk about this topic and I'm going to, it's a video. It's going to be a minute long and uh fair use. So we'll play that right now. You were talking about, the, the the jealousy and the way people, yep. these coaches and how Dion got there. This is interesting you said that. I didn't want to interrupt you. I wanted to let, let you finish. So I spoke to somebody in the coaching fraternity right after the game. And they know some people that coach at Oregon. And they was telling me, they said, man, I've never heard from a, another assistant coach of how much information was being given to that staff uh-huh. about no, I'm just I'm yeah. being real with it yeah. about game planning against Colorado, right? So they can beat them. Well, everybody that stacking. everybody was stacked. They was stacking. That, yeah. that, that's the reality of it. I ain't making this up. No. I ain't gonna disclose no names, but y'all know who I'm talking it, about it, if you watch it. So about. right. Just your thoughts on this alleged, essentially a collusion against, and and to me, I'll, I'll talk about my comments momentarily. But um, your thoughts on, uh, on on what Keyshawn Johnson had to say, uh, Jordan? I'm shrugging it off. Here's why: you, every this happens at every level, NFL, college, high school. All these coaches give them a you know a blueprint on how to beat a team I, I have nothing wrong with what Keyshawn said it, it probably did happen I honestly my thoughts are it's not a big deal because it happens all the time yeah she got Maui. um I agree with Jordan and and, and and prime said that he laughed it all but it comes with it like you know it, it just it just comes with it if you're gonna be like this team and this whole situation is taking fans may go against them, but they still a part of them want the team to win and to be successful because even if they hate Dion, they still love Dion. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's no way for you not to like the dude might not have seen you for years and you ever be a reporter. Somebody say, Hey man, how's your mom doing? Like you cannot sit there and say that you're going to not like a genuine person like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the, in the arrogance, but it's all, if you pay attention to it, it's all in comedy in some type of way. But he backs it up. So I don't have a problem with it. But it also, it comes with being in a position that they're in. Like, they're winning. Even losing, they're still winning. You know what I mean? What is it, 56 million views? Like, or or something, something, something like that. Something like yeah. that, man. And then, like, the glass, the sunglasses, like, what is it up to, like, like it's just a lot of just they're winning right now, man. Like you want to be a part of it. Like every investor probably in some type of way is is trying to get in touch with them so they can do something. Like even all the players got their social media, like you know, YouTube, like it's 
it's a trip, man. Like they're really, really winning right now. They're 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 um what do they say the A side right now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's much to do about nothing. I mean, it's like you said, it, it happens in everywhere, in every facet. Like, right. and the whole thing about just it's it's feel like it's more information compared to other coaches. But I mean, everybody's trying to find the edge. Coaching is a dog eat dog world. If I'm gonna find some type of advantage for you, so I can put food in my table, I'm just gonna go for it. I don't mm-hmm. the feelings. I'm I'm gonna go for what's mine. If I'm you know like so, it's much to do about nothing, and it's just to a point where it's it's gonna always happen, regardless of you know because people are gonna talk. I mean, it's that this isn't just a football thing. This is a world thing. World if thing. you're in corporate America, everything you're always gonna. Fast about it. Who's gonna give you trade secrets of how you do this, how you do that? You know, so exactly. It's much about new th- nothing, man. Hey, you keep 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 um dis- disseminating information. I mean, it is what it is. It's a part of life. But yeah, man. So as you know, pretty much we got some great games this weekend. So obviously, um, so I definitely want to get um you guys thoughts on uh, what's your game to watch this week, Jordan? What's your game to watch this weekend? Well, like you said, there's so many great games in the NFL and the NCAA, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Kansas versus Texas. You look at Kansas coming in to Texas, number 24, while you know, Texas is number three. Kansas is – the question is, is are they for real? They're 5-0. and If you go in and beat the University of Texas in Texas, you're going to get some respect, especially in the Big 12. Now, on the flip side, if they lose to Texas, then we know who they are. But this is just a big game for Kansas, one of the biggest games that they've had in a long time. Yeah. Oh, if Kansas wins that, oh my God, you that's gonna be it's, it's gonna be almost basketball like mm-hmm. when you get up in that situation. So uh Mal, what's your game to watch this weekend? Man, I got, got a lot. It's gonna be some good games this weekend. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um the first one I got is Commander versus versus the Eagles. I'm, I'm, I know Eagles are three and zero. I'm not a big believer of it, but I, I'm hoping that the Commanders can snap back and take this win. I think that would really boost their confidence. The Dolphins versus the Bills. Everybody keep acting like I just the Bills need to win this game so they could be to me highly respected. Like everybody's acting like last game was so big, but you know the Dolphin and the Dolphins is crazy. So I think that's going to be a big game. Um, the Ravens versus the Browns. You already know why divisional game. Both, I think um, I'm going with the Ravens though, <laughs> and um, I think the sneakers will be the Lions and the Packers, and the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah, so I think Lions. I think it'll be a really important game, and it's weird to say that there's gonna be some meaningful football in Durham, North Carolina. Oddly, Uh-oh. so. I think this Notre Dame and Duke thing is is yeah. gonna. I think it's gonna live up to the hype, right. especially I think Notre Dame is desperate to a point where if they lose against Duke, I think right. they can really can end their uh, college football playoff aspirations. I mean, two losses, and you know, especially you know in back to back fashion, so they gotta definitely rebound from um, you know from you know from that loss Ohio State and they definitely gotta win this game. It's a must win for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke, once again, they're just undefeated. They're just riding the wave. College game day is going to be in, in Durham, which is unreal. Right. You know, it's crazy. The, the rise of these basketball blue bloods, um, 
you know, in, in college football this year. That's another, you know, great story. We talked talk about Kansas, um, Duke, and then also North Carolina's undefeated as well. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a very weird, weird college football um, year, but to say the least. But, yeah, definitely Notre Dame and Duke for sure. It's going to be the game of the week. Okay. For me. I'm going to game to watch for me this week. Okay. So, I don't know. I do this, I'm going to change this graphic and mid-graphic. So, we got to go into our uh, weekly edition of our Pick 7 Picks. So, we'll pick seven games this week. So, um, last week, um, I went 6-1. and one. Maui went 4-3. and three, And our guest picker last week, JB, went 4-3. and three. Um, So, for the year, I'm at 14-7. Maui at 12-9. and nine. So, on your ass. we... You hear pretty much. <laughs> uh, number 10, Utah at Oregon State. Who you got, Jordan? Yeah, Utah. They're, they're a beast. They're showing that they're one of the top teams in the Pac-12. Oregon State's right there, but I just don't think they're going to overpower. That is Oregon State's going to overpower Utah. I have Utah. All right, what you got, Maui? I got Utah. I, I, I know, and I, and Utah is very interesting, especially without, no, without Cam Rasson. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oregon State. I'm gonna go with the fight fight Ocho Cinco's. Give me Oregon State. Ocho Cinco. Fight, fight TJ Hoosman Zada. All right, so we got number 13 LSU uh versus Ole Miss. Jordan, who you got? I'm going LSU. I just think they're the better team. All right, what you got, Maui? I'm going Ole Miss. Okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm say Ole Miss too, especially after that heartbreaking loss to Alabama. I'm like, that way ain't heartbreaking, but I mean, it's just a loss. Uh, give me Ole Miss in this game. Uh, we got prime time under the lights in Durham. We got number eleven Notre Dame versus number seventeen Duke. Who you got, Jordan? You laid it out. I mean, if Notre Dame loses, their college football playoffs are dashed. I got Notre Dame though. Yeah. Okay. Who you got, Mel? Notre Dame. Yeah, give me Notre Dame as well. I think it's it's a wrap for them. I mean, if, if they lose, yeah, it'll be a wrap for them. So we got the Thursday night game tomorrow night. We got the Detroit Lions going to Lambeau Field. Uh, who you got, Jordan? Packers. Okay. Who you got, Mallory? Packers. Okay. Give me the Lions. I think they're gonna do it. I knew you was gonna road. do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it's gotta be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I like the Lions. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins versus the Bills. Who you got, Jordan? I have the Bills, but that the the only way the uh, Dolphins are going to win this game is if Josh Allen becomes a turnover machine. But I still, I'm going with the Bills. All right, who you got, Mallory? Man, I'm going with the Dolphins. Okay. A part of me, both coming off of big wins, uh, but give me the Bills. I think the Bills can take care of business. Uh, we got the Patriots versus the Cowboys. Who you got, Jordan? I've got to go with America's team, Dallas. Hmm. Okay. What you got, Maui? I'm going to go with Dallas. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Arlington football team. Um. All right. So then round out our pick seven, we got the Seahawks versus the Giants on Monday Night Football. Who you got, Jordan? We got the Giants. Okay. Who you got, Maui? I got Seahawks. Yeah, I got Seahawks. Well, go Hawks. Well, I forgot your boys not dead. I mean, go Hawks. Like like your boy, like your like your quarterback say, Jordan. Go Hawks. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll put. So 
Uh, who gets this week's game ball? I'm going to go around the horn. Jordan, who you got your game ball this week? I'm going with Devin Achin. I mean, he's the running back for the Dolphins. I never heard of him until this game. He appeared in one game before last week, which is week two against New England. They only had one carry for five yards, and then he had a breakout game against my Denver Broncos, unfortunately, and he rushed for 200, 203 yards, two touchdowns, and averaging 11.9 yards per rush. Yikes. We got Maui? Well, my game ball is going to, like I said, I started with karma. It's going to Mike McDaniels. He was an intern for the Broncos, mm. and he almost broke the scoring record. So I'm going to give it to him. I think, think about one thing that you talked about is how many coaches they've had. Think about if they'd had him as a coach and how better it might, might be right now. For the simple fact, he was a ball, he was an intern there. So he understands the organization. He understands what it means to be a Bronco and what the, that organization means. I feel like you're always supposed to have that on your coaching staff so people can understand the blood, sweat, and tears that everybody had to do to make the franchise move forward. And so I just want to give him my game ball. Well, he was a ball boy there too, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm so scared for Mike McDaniels come back to FedEx in December. I'm Some, like... Uh, somebody I'm so, said that they wouldn't even give him an interview. Yeah, Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins, but the Broncos don't. They didn't give him an interview. They didn't no, want to give him an interview or something uh, like that. I'm, I'm so scared for him to come back to FedEx this year. I'm like December third. I'm like, oh boy, it might get ugly. Because he, because remember, he complained about him having to pay for coffee while he was here. So. Oh, I do remember. It's that. personal, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared. I ain't gonna lie. But um, <laughs> but yeah, George, look, George's like, I am not. I, I don't agree with that game ball, Sean. Uh, uh-uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so. My game ball's got to go to C.J. Stroud. Um, what a what a great uh, first road victory for him. He went twenty for thirty, two hundred eighty yards, two mm. touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So definitely huge shout out to C.J. Stroud getting his first victory as an NFL quarterback and also his first ever road win. So shout out to C.J. Stroud. The, the future is bright for this young man, and we shall see. You know. So mm-hmm. before, you, before you put a ball on the floor, don't you think? <clears throat> that um, the Jets to trade Zach, Zach uh, was Zach Wilson to the Bears for their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. If I don't think the Bears would say yes to that, but I mean, I could see it from the Jets' standpoint. They need a better quarterback, and but, Fields yeah. needs a better system. Yeah, and that's the thing where it's just like I don't, I don't understand why they, why the Jets kept him, especially after last year, because obviously, you know. When you know Mike White took over, they pretty much the whole locker room wanted Mike White in support of him, and it's like I never thought he was gonna ever get the locker room back anyway. And he'll mm-hmm. never get the locker room back, so I never understood the the real the reason why they even kept him. Beyond this year was to me was weird, but you know, I don't know. You know, it's gonna be definitely interesting with the Jets. But so put a ball in this week's Couch Coach Live, so. Go around the home final thoughts and yep so which got jordan i just hope my broncos can actually steal a win in chicago you guys talked about it i mean the season isn't over again if you win these next two games you're sitting pretty at two and three right 
Yeah, you'll be right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what you what you got, Mel? Um, great show, man. Hey, um, looking forward to these games this weekend. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, Jordan, like man, Colorado uh, sports is actually doing well. <clears throat> you know, I I believe the Broncos eventually gonna gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? Russell Wilson, please run the ball sometimes. Like get some yard, move your feet. Anyway. I mean, he bought to be thirty five. It's a little different. A little different that these days. <laughs> man, it's a little, little different for him. But um, yeah, man, another once again another great show. Um, yeah, you know, another great show once again here on Couch Goes Live. Great state of week um, games this weekend, uh, for sure. Definitely gonna help kind of navigate as far as the course of the college football landscape as well as the NFL landscape. So, before we head on out, um, social media where they can find you um, in any upcoming project. What you got, Jordan? Well, you can follow me on X at, at Sports Scoop One. I also have a blog that I write Mondays through Thursdays at sports scoop.com. I also have my own show under review. Usually on Fridays, but I'll tweet that out when I'm going to have another show. Okay. All right. What you got, Maui? Oh, man. Um, Sean Morgan, Facebook, DT Morgan, 78, Instagram. Great show, fellas. Jordan, it's always a pleasure, man. I was hoping you was going to be on. I was enjoying my time on Couch Coach Live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, once again, um, Pretty much uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under Couch Coach Live. Uh, pretty much CouchCoachLive.com. Check out my Commander Central podcast tomorrow night, 9 o'clock East Standard Time. Commander's in the chat, so that's tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Next week, obviously, the Commanders will play the Bears on Thursday Night Football, so we'll have a live show starting at 8 o'clock on Commander's in the chat at 8 o'clock. So we're not doing play-by-play, but more so, hey, there's two guys reacting to what happens in that game. Um, even though last year was a snooze fest as far as the game, but we kind of, kind of kept it a little entertaining. So definitely check us out there. Uh, live edition of it next Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And also check out um, tomorrow night, Commanders in the Chat at 9 Eastern Standard, Eastern Standard Time as we preview our matchup with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So, man, this has been this week's Couch Coach Live, man. We will catch you guys next week. And we're out.